Hello, and welcome to another episode of Grant Slant's Raiders Report. Um, first things first, just want to get it out of the way that I have initiated this podcast as not myself. I've been doing it as what I might potentially think other people want to hear, and I, it's my podcast, so I'm going to do what I want. Um, if things get a little more profane or crude, uh, that's just who I am. Uh, you know, immature humor, um, profanity, it's all funny to me, so we're just gonna have a little more of, hopefully, me in the show, as opposed to, um, this mold that's cut out for all beginning podcasters, so let's get a little weird, and with that being said, um, the first thing I really want to address today, Monday, February 15th, is this ridiculous feud with a prominent member of Raiders Twitter, uh, Raider Cody, and Pat McAfee. Um, Yes, the former Colts punter, Pat McAfee. Now, Pat McAfee had some interesting takes about Derek Carr prior to this most recent season, that being that he is an NFL journeyman, an NFL journeyman, if you will. Um, He won't be starting another game for the Raiders, uh, he's going to be a backup for a long time, one of his cronies said. And um, obviously now that the Colts became one of those teams that might be interested in Derek Carr, the script has flipped with McAfee, and it has kind of become a, a personal beef that really didn't need to become personal. I think everyone's going to do that. If you have doubts on a guy and then he becomes your guy, you ride with him, at least until you see what he can do. So I think this is all really immature and, um, yeah, it's it's childish. It's stupid stuff that obviously you're going to flip the script when he comes to your team because you're not going to rip the guy that you might be going after. And it's it's so stupid, man. I know we're bored. I know we're bored. It is the offseason for every team now. 31 teams were unsuccessful in their end goal of obviously winning the Super Bowl. And the fact that we immediately start bickering because of a year-old take and maybe someone gets name-dropped. Like, who cares? Who the fuck cares? And it just, it doesn't change anything. Yes, a guy had a wrong take. You guys are both content creators. Does this not draw attention to you? Like, I gave the breakdown so people don't have to go to each other's Twitters and start giving you more interaction, which honestly is probably what the end goal is, at least on one side. I mean, I don't think McAfee came out and said that he likes Derek Carr now to stir attention. He's probably just riding with his team, which you have to do. I mean... He's like he had said he wouldn't be a starter. Obviously, Carr proved him wrong. Uh, started 16 games last season, and now he's saying he's seen great quarterback play from Derek Carr. Those both can be true. Derek Carr can be a bench quarterback in the near future, but he's also shown some pretty immaculate things. So I don't think that was all that bad of a point. It's not like he said, "Oh, Derek Carr's a future MVP" or anything. He just said. I've seen good things from Derek Carr, and obviously name-dropped Cody, who it just feels like it's for content at this point. I mean, everything I've seen in Raiders Twitter for the last couple weeks has just been, ooh, what can get clicks? What article? What can I say? Like, what can I say to get people really riled up and dialed in and all that stupid shit? 
Like, what can I say that will get clicks? What will get attention? And that's what's becoming the problem with media and everything and kind of all that stuff is the fact that it's all about clicks now. I mean, you look at some of these daytime talk show hosts on ESPN, uh, Fox Sports, anywhere. You see a daytime talk show host and most of their takes are to generate clicks, to generate responses, to generate anything but the distribution of facts and opinions. It just becomes wrong and fishing for likes. I mean, I'm not going to call anyone else out by name. I've already dropped enough names for my level of notoriety, which by the way is ground level. Um, I have like 300 followers on Twitter, so I don't really think I like, I don't, I'm not expecting a response from anybody um, involved in this name dropping, but that's just not who I am. If I can keep names out of mouths, I will. Um, So these sportscasters, say wildly ambitious things, not because they believe them, but to get clicks. And that's something I'll never do. That's something I've never been about. That's never something I've actually wanted to do. I've wanted people to be interested in the things I say because A, they're good points, and B, I mean, or B, they're funny. I mean, or both, who knows? Like, obviously it's hard to work in humor with a one-man show, but as of right now, it's kind of difficult to find Raider fans in Michigan, so that's where we're at right now, Um, obviously always looking for insight and everything to follow, but you know what, we're past that, we are past this drama that I know is just riling people up because they're bored, and honestly, I don't, I'm not taking a side, normally you'd say, give me, like, or take Raider Cody's side because he's a Raiders fan, but it's... It's just unnecessary drama at this point. There's no winner or loser. They can take turns dunking on each other on the internet. Um, And if that makes them feel better, so be it. Like, if you get your jollies off on that, then I'm happy for you. It was Valentine's Day yesterday. They're both probably getting some jollies from all the extra clicks they're getting. Whatever. It's stupid. It's dumb. We're moving past it. I've already spent far too much time talking about this. That being said, there are some other things I want to talk about. Kind of in accordance to just, I mean, Twitter is terrible. Twitter is a terrible place to be in the offseason. You really don't have any facts to build on, so it becomes this giant pile of shit, whether it's people shitting on each other or people just putting out shit. Either way, it's garbage, and I wish football was a year-round thing or dominated uh, time of the year like baseball does where it really feels like baseball never leaves they go from what early November to April or March I mean yeah that's probably about that's about as long as football goes but it just feels like baseball is always around and there's a definite absence of football right now there is a big gap between now and four or five weeks ago when there were still teams playing And so we get bored and we start diving into um, reports that the Raiders have interest in players. Like the Raiders have interest in Juju Smith-Schuster. Dude, I have interest in Kate Upton, but that doesn't mean anything. Like, come on. Stop writing reports and articles and podcasts based on how cool it would be when this guy comes here. Because Gruden said everybody's dying to come to Vegas and... Yada, 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 dude, shut up. Like, there are things to report on. 
Nathan Peterman was re-signed. That's a fact. You can talk about that. But the moment you start assuming anything happens just because of a rumor is the moment you get lost. And with Juju Smith-Schuster, with Russell Wilson, which, with Deshaun Watson, you get caught up and just crammed into this tiny little mindset of, oh yeah, we'll get all these guys. We'll get Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. And it, it obviously doesn't come that far, hopefully. if you, I mean, buddy, delete Twitter if you think the Raiders are getting Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. I don't think that's anybody, so I don't think there's really an issue with that. But anyway, there's for some reason this divide between Raiders fans and Raiders fans. Um, there's the, I mean, it's more than just two groups, but it's the we need better defense, sell everything for defense group, the we need help everywhere, and the Derek Carr is not the answer group. And there is some overlapping. It's a complex Venn diagram of things that a lot of people are feeling right now. And, I mean, if you have to group me in one, I would say that we should sell all things for defense. But there's this divide of people that just can't agree. And I'm so glad that Twitter doesn't decide things. Because we probably would have um, Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watt and... Who knows who else we would have? We'd have, I mean, we would have, we'd be way over cap. We have probably the oldest team in the league. There's, I'm just glad Twitter doesn't run anything. I'm glad this is strictly opinions and all that jazz. But I get it. I mean, I'm bored right now. I want to dive into how cool Juju Smith-Schuster would look on the Raiders. But dude, we have Henry, we have Henry Ruggs, and we don't even use him. He's a track star. He, I mean, yeah, he gets his cardio in, as the guy, as some of the younger guys are starting to say on days they don't really do anything. Like, Jerry Judy said, well, glad I got my cardio in, when he had one game with, like, one target, or no targets, or whatever it was. That's been Ruggs' career this entire time. And yet, doesn't say much. I mean, I don't like Mayock coming after the rookies, and people, like, he said, I was not impressed with the rookies' kind of production this year, like all of the rookies as a whole. It's like, well, A, that might be on you because you drafted them. So I don't really know what to tell them there. I mean, that's just that's just a dumbass thing to say. You don't you don't blame the rookies when it might not be the rookies' fault. There's a clear disconnect between Henry Ruggs and the rest of the Raiders offense right now. And I've gotten into that previously, and I don't want to expel more energy to get into it again, so I'm not going to. But you coming out and saying, oh, the rookies aren't good, is like a parent saying, oh, my kid sucks. (laughs) You're not going to do that realistically, but you can. And for some reason, Henry Ruggs is the only one tied to that. You see pictures of the quote with Ruggs' face on it. Because Ruggs gave himself a bad grade in his rookie year, as he should have. He didn't do anything. He had that one catch against the Chiefs, which, don't get me wrong, was fucking crazy. And that's where I thought we would build from. It felt like that was a stepping stone game for Ruggs. You know, though he makes this big catch, the Raiders start to see what he can do. They start to realize that they have two incredible deep threats in Nelson Aguilar and Henry Ruggs 
with Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro working the short passes, which is perfect. You have two deep threats for typically one or two safeties, and then you carve up the shorter part of the field with two very reliable pass catchers and athletes. And that's kind of what the Raiders have done, except they just use Ruggs as a sprinter. (laughs) I mean, he just goes out, sprints deep, gets ignored, comes back to the huddle, and I don't know how he doesn't have an Odell Beckham-type meltdown. Like, we haven't seen anything from Ruggs as far as frustration goes. If I were him personally, I don't think I'd be kicking, like, or bashing my helmet against kicking nets, but... I would definitely be in somebody's ear hole, whether it's Gruden, whether it's Carr, whether it's whether it's Nelson Aguilar, whether it's a fellow wide receiver. I'm letting them know, like, hey, I would like the ball. I think I can help this team. Please get me the ball. What can I do to be better? And I think that's what the offseason's for. I think that's really what we did with preseason was to kind of show what they can do. But the problem wherein lies that we saw what he can do and chose to ignore it except at the time we played the Chiefs and you see this level of intensity fluctuate between games like the Raiders will never come out and have that game against the Falcons they had this year just all the fumbles all the sacks terrible game as a whole you won't see that against Chiefs Chargers or Broncos you just don't the Raiders show up for those games and when it's an NFC opponent or maybe just an AFC opponent that is down and out, like the Jets, they significantly take the the foot off the pedal. They lay back, they fall back, and they fall asleep. And it's just maddening that you see them show up against the defending Super Bowl champs. You see them show up against lesser Chargers and Broncos teams, and they show up big. And then they play the Falcons and the Jets. And don't do shit. They have to get bailed out by Greg Williams to beat the Jets, who at the time had not won a game. And they just absolutely, oh my, just crap the bet against the Falcons. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Completely dookied against the Falcons. Didn't do shit right. And... You see that, and that's where this kind of falling apart starts to happen with the Raiders. It's, okay, we lost a game. Okay, fine. I don't even know if it's if it's like initially we lost a game or if it's, oh, we beat the Chiefs, we just came off of bye week, we're well-rested, we are ready to punch a team in the mouth, and then it's like, oh, we have the Falcons on the schedule, oh, we have this team on the schedule, oh, we have the Bucks. oh... Well, let's just give up now. It, it feels like there's no fight. And that starts in Derek Carr. And he used to be that fighter. And obviously you get hurt and you start to change your priorities and not necessarily want to fight as much. And so it, it becomes this team thing of, oh, my quarterback just fumbled in the pocket without being tackled for the third time in a game. He's not trying. I don't need to try. And it trickles down incredibly fast. It, you see it almost immediately. The blocking lessens up. The routes lessen up. The defense gets more and more and more and more and more and more and more exposed, which I didn't think was possible. And then we come out and just absolutely don't do anything in the entire second half of the season. 
We beat the Jets. We lost to the Chargers. We, like, we almost beat the Dolphins, which inevitably didn't mean anything. Like, we just... It's such a mental thing, whether it's Twitter, whether it's the Raiders. The thing that's missing from this is the culture. And you talk, you hear a lot of people talking about the culture, and no team has better culture than the Raiders, in my opinion. It goes way back to, I mean, the black hole, just the monstrosities that came out of the Oakland Coliseum, the LA Coliseum, and back to the Oakland Coliseum. There's so much just craziness, and it doesn't matter about anything if you're wearing the silver and black. Nothing else matters but the team. And we have completely lost that. That is out the fucking window. That's been gone. And now we're coming at our own, like our own, because they have differing opinions. At what point did it become, I want my narrative as opposed to, I want what's best for the team? You can have all your wishes of trading Derek Carr and getting the name of the week, whoever the hell it is. It could be Russell Wilson. It could be Deshaun Watson. You can dream that. But the moment you start saying, like, you start actually actively attacking other people for not wanting your quarterback, for not wanting them to trade, you are no longer rooting for the good of the team. You are rooting for what's right or what you think is the answer. And... Look, we can have differing opinions. It's a fucking football team. It's not something that should just be absolutely a hammer down given. You can have differing opinions, but just because they're differing doesn't make them wrong. You know, like, someone's going to be proven right in the coming year, and someone's going to be proven wrong. I'll probably be proven wrong on a lot of stuff I said, and I'll admit it, and I think that's kind of what we have to get to, and that all circles back to this... Twitter feud of spokespersons of different franchises where, I mean, yeah, okay, Pat McAfee was wrong. Cool. Do you want to dunk on him or do you want to just realize that he might be changing his opinion based on what the fans want to hear? I mean, yeah, it's fun dunking on people on Twitter and all that jazz, but at the end of it all, what does that matter? Like, what does this help the team? What does writing, like, multiple people writing articles on the Raiders being interested in Juju Smith-Schuster affect the team? Nothing. And not all articles affect the team, but as you'll see in my writing, if you follow me on Twitter, that's kind of what I try and do is give people something else to think about. Like, I just provide a secondary opinion. I'm not heavy-handed. I'm not, you're wrong, you're wrong. I just try and give a nice, gentle approach to what maybe some fans haven't seen. And either way, I think it. the message is clear. I just want the team to <laughs> not, not have fun. Like, oh, I just hope they all have fun. Like, I obviously want them to win. I want them to make the playoffs, win, win a playoff game, make it to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. Obviously, it's a very long ladder of things that need to be done. But here we are, bickering over a 8-8 eight and eight team. <laughs> like, we haven't done anything but go 8-8. Eight and eight, And we're fighting, like, some fans see us as a 14-2, and two, and others see us as a 2-14. and 14. And there's just no culture in it there's no just win baby there's 
I want to dunk on my fellow Raider fans on Twitter because I think I have the right opinion. And that is the stupidest fucking thing you can do right now. Dive into trades. Mess around on a trade simulator. See what you could get with Derek Carr and Darren Waller in a first round pick. And have all the fun in the world with that and have your opinions and stick to them. Or let them be altered by someone who has a better thought process than you. But the moment you start thinking people as lower than you because of their opinion is where we get lost. And are you, like, to those people that do that, are you happy? Like, what's going on in your life? What's going on? Let's talk, seriously, because that's just not how you treat anybody for just having an opinion. I mean, name-calling has its place in sports, but really in the off-season on Twitter, I mean, that's like getting into a fight in a preseason game. Sure, you stood up for your team, you showed them you care about them, but it's preseason. Let's see it when it happens. And I'm, again, I see why the divide now. Because we are close. The Raiders are close to breaking through to that playoff picture. It's been a long time coming since, I mean, not only 2016, because 2016 doesn't count because we didn't have our full team. I mean, oh my God, I don't even want to start, like, go back into that game. That was such a, what is going on? We got Connor Cook and Brock Osweiler. Like, that doesn't count. I mean, sure, it counts for all those pages that are like, it's been this many years for every team's playoff appearance. And sure, the Raiders get to say it's been five. When in reality, I'd like to say it's been 1819 now like you can't I don't want to count that because again we didn't have a full team it wasn't really fair Connor Cook's not a play NFL playoff game winning quarterback because I believe he had some sex success <laughs> at Michigan State um, winning playoff games but not so much in the NFL regardless whatever there's a divide because we're so close to breaking through and everybody thinks they know the next piece. Last season, it was, there was frustration because no one wants to be seven and nine. Seven and nine is almost, is probably is slightly worse than eight and eight, obviously, but you, you realize that we are pieces. Yes, multiple, but not more than, I mean, not more than a handful. Like we are a couple pieces, we're a few pieces away from cracking that next barrier of not maybe maybe consistently making the playoffs being that wild card team beating the chiefs once a year we're right there and all the fans see it the players see it and when it doesn't happen you get frustrated and when you're already frustrated because your normal activities have been shut down by weather or by lockdowns you don't have anyone to take it out of. You don't have that, I mean, I don't know if you go to the gym or golf or swim or whatever you do to really get your anger out. I don't know where else to turn. Like, I, I got a golf net. So I just, if I'm angry or just want to golf, I just hit that and that helps. But I'm sure going on Twitter and yelling at people that are rooting for the same team as you might help others too. It's just how we cope. It's what we do. It's the way things go. And I just... It's hard to 
it's hard to expect better things and brighter futures when you have nothing to go off of. There's no signings the Raiders have made. They haven't made trades. They've been... They essentially locked in Derek Carr as their quarterback for the future. And now you hear rumors of the Bears really trying to pull him away. and Whatever, man. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's it's chaos right now. There's no certainty. There's no rock to cling to. I mean, we don't know. I mean, if the Bears are not directly just being told, no, go away, they're still taking calls on Carr. And to not have that certainty of even your starting quarterback next year, it's difficult. It's unusual, and it's a really weird time to be a fan. It's, um, it's not great. It's yeah, more towards bad. Like, you want to have that guy that you know, like the Chiefs. You know Patrick Mahomes is going to be there next year. The Chargers, you know Herbert's going to be there next year. Um, and you, you start to just go down the list of teams that have guaranteed quarterbacks, and you're not necessarily on the, like, the Raiders aren't necessarily on the list of teams that are actively shopping for quarterback, but they're definitely, I would, even with the report of Derek Carr's our quarterback of the future, I would not put them at a locked-in, in their quarterback arena. There is wiggle room, and I don't know if I'm diving in too much on the Bears, but if they are still trying, they are not being ignored. They are being answered, and there is discussions. So, again, I think I prefaced this in a previous episode where I said the Raiders could be saying that, just to get that extra little piece, like, oh, I mean, we've already committed to Carr, you're really gonna have to pry him away from us, stuff like, shit like that, you know, I mean, it's not great, but do you really see him going to the Bears? Maybe we get Mac back, that'd be cool, but it just, it doesn't seem like the Raiders have interest in actually doing that yet. And I know what we've seen from Mariota, and I have a piece on Nathan Peterman coming out soon and kind of his potential through full press coverage Raiders. But again, if Derek Carr is the face of the future, he's the face of the future. No amount of complaining or tweeting at the Raiders' Twitter account, which, by the way, is not run by the front office, so there's a very good chance the front office doesn't even see your tweet. Um, So stop doing that. Like... The social media team has no connection with Mike Mayock or John Gruden other than the fact that they probably follow them or their relatives. Anyway, if Carr's the guy we go with, Carr's the guy we go with. That's your quarterback for the 2021 season. That's it. I mean, that's all you can... That's all I got for you. I, I, I don't know how to, how to help you cope or anything like that, but... Coming at fellow fans on Twitter is not the answer. And you'll never see me doing that. I mean, if someone writes an article or if I write an article and someone disagrees, I'm more than happy to have a regular conversation about why either my point is my point or why they believe what they believe. I'm not here to name call. I'm not here to tear people down. I'm just here to hear other people's opinions. I am here to hear. Um... I'm here to listen. I just, I like finding new takes. And regardless of what they say about my team, I'm interested in it. And that's kind of the level everyone should have. It should be interest, not aggression. You know, be interested in what you hear. It's, there's a lot. And you can learn a lot just from, just from rumors. 
and but stay true to your beliefs don't follow a rumor and make that your goal in life like when the Raiders when the Raiders were one of the top landing spots for uh, Deshaun Watson it was like all these photoshops come out and I know some of them are jokes and all that jazz but photoshops are coming out of Deshaun Watson in a Raiders uniform and people start almost trying to manifest that they almost try to speak it into existence and say oh if I write an article maybe by the butterfly effect Deshaun Watson comes to Las Vegas that's not how it works okay Deshaun Watson's asking price is huge. Russell Wilson's probably is too. The Raiders aren't going to be that team that buys heavy. You know, they sold heavy. They sold Khalil Mack. Very big, heavy-handed trade. They're not going to buy right now. They're not going to sell, but they're not going to all-out buy because they're not one piece away. All-out buying is when you see a player that either wants to leave or has left due to free agency or whatever, and they fill the spot that you need to fix. Look at the Rams. The Rams have a great defense. They've now established a running game with Cam Akers. They needed a quarterback. Boom, got a quarterback. If you can pinpoint the one position the Raiders need, by all means. And I can tell you right now that it's not quarterback that there is so much more help needed and look there's people out there that say yes defense is needed but we also need a quarterback and I don't necessarily disagree with that under any circumstances you're not wrong Derek Carr is not a Super Bowl winning quarterback with this team but if you can build the team around him anything can kind of happen if you can get a good enough defense and that doesn't necessarily be that doesn't necessarily mean a top five defense. I'm not saying he's winning a Super Bowl with a top 15 defense, but we're making the playoffs with a top 15 defense in Derek Carr, and that's my opinion. Agree with it? That's fine. Disagree? I understand. I see the other points because you see these young guys coming in and winning games for their team, and you see. Derek Carr not necessarily doing the opposite doesn't really lose us games except like you could argue the Bucks game and the Falcons game this year where he just wasn't clean with the football but back to my point you see young guys going out there and winning games yeah that's great to have but what the Raiders have is consistency right now hear me out typically Derek Carr operates at a under 300 yards a game, probably about a touchdown or two, and typically not an interception. And it comes back to the, I mean, almost the driving debate of golf. Would you rather hit it 250 down the middle or would you rather hit it 310 with 65% fairway percentage? Like, you can take your shot on some of these big-name guys, like, Take Josh Allen, for example. Young guy, great arm, great athlete, knows what to do, can win you games. But there comes those points where he just kind of doesn't have it. Going back to, or not doesn't have it, but just does some things that would drive coaches up a wall. Like his run in the playoffs. Not this playoffs, but the last year's playoffs, where he had a run and he went to lateral it just because he was about to be tackled. Almost lost them the ball eventually kind of ended up losing them the game but there's just things that other quarterbacks will do that Carr doesn't and like forcing throws like the Mariota throw against the Chargers when Mariota got to play 
that was a cannot be intercepted situation late in the game up a couple or tied just trying to really run out the clock kick a field goal and get out to an even bigger lead he forces a throw which Derek Carr would not do and again this is not vouching for Carr this is not vouching for Mariota this is just saying Derek Carr is one of those quarterbacks whose intangibles or unrecognizables are so much bigger than what he physically brings to the team because he kind of gives off this aura of heart and determination but you see him on the field uh, not necessarily following suit with that so that's one of those things that's kind of trackable. You see his, like him getting fired up before the game and not really bringing it on the field. But you don't see the throws he doesn't make because, I mean, that's pretty obvious there. You don't see him forcing throws into places he can't get it. Like, you'll see him throw double covered to Nelson Aguilar down the sidelines on a perfect just can of corn drop in the basket because he can make those throws. He doesn't try and do anything he can't. And that's very important in any quarterback's mindset. Anytime you see Patrick Mahomes start to like scramble around and like turn, go back like 30 yards downfield, and typically eventually ends up throwing it away or making a completed pass, you don't see that from Carr. And I don't really want to because it happened against the Dolphins. Patrick Mahomes got sacked for 30 yards. And there's just that level of decision-making that Carr is pretty solid at holding in there. And with that being said, I can see why other people like other quarterbacks. I'm just saying I see both sides of the Carr argument, the Carr argument, if you will. That's a good one. I'm going to write that one down. Um, no, but the Carr argument, I see both sides. I see wanting to ride with Carr. He's put his time in here. Uh, but that doesn't really mean anything. You don't get Super Bowls just for putting your time in. Again, look at Matthew Stafford. Put his time, put his body, put his mind on the line for the Lions. Got nothing from it. 10, 12 years with the Lions. Nothing. No MVPs, no Super Bowl rings, no playoff wins. Absolutely nothing. So loyalty is a thing, and I can see why you want to stick with Carr because he's been around and hasn't been usurped by anybody else so why do it why force him to do it like if he starts messing up then you go to Mariota then you start looking into options maybe you look into Peterman maybe who knows but we're not at that point right now where we we have a struggling quarterback he didn't throw 30 interceptions last year he threw over 4,100 yards and that's decent he's decent And you can't, I mean, you can, you can say he's bad, but the stats don't lie. He's a top 12 quarterback right now, statistically speaking. Interceptions, yards, touchdowns, whatever, he's top 12. Sure, that jump from top 5 to top 12, great. Or top 12 to top 5, great, which would be a Watson or Wilson. But then your defense takes a hit and we're back to square one. What I'm trying to say is, and this will be my last point of the day. Trust yourself. Stop diving into these crazy aspirations of getting stars that probably won't come here. J.J. Watt probably isn't coming here. He's from Wisconsin, and he has two of his brothers in Pittsburgh. 
if he doesn't go to Green Bay or Pittsburgh, I will be absolutely befuddled. And that's a time where, where I'll admit I was wrong. I don't necessarily really, even, I'm not really even pushing for him in Las Vegas, but I, I don't think he's coming here. So I kind of push that from my mind. If he does, he does. And I don't let that dictate the rest of my opinions on the team. Just because you think J.J. Watt's coming here doesn't mean, oh, get rid of Carr now because we're getting J.J. Watt. You have to base some of your mindsets on facts. And the fact is, J.J. Watt isn't here. Juju isn't here. Russell Wilson isn't here. Deshaun Watson isn't in Vegas. None of them are. So stop letting that deteriorate where you continue to go with your mindset if that even remotely makes sense you know stop building up the like you get one little block in your fairy tale super team and then all of a sudden you get two three four more blocks of oh well when we get Watt we get Wilson when we get Wilson we trade car for Mac when we get trade car for Mac we did and then all of a sudden you're justifying that Aaron Rodgers comes to the Raiders in 2021 just be calm, have your opinions, know the guys you want, know the guys you don't. And as I've written in a previous article, if just, if your wish list for this team is Russell Wilson and J.J. Watt, I strongly implore you to do a little bit of work. Stop letting rumors determine everything. There are so many free agent defensive players for the taking, literally for the taking, all you got to do is pay them. And yet we want to go trade for a superstar. We could bolster our defense immensely with just the guys on the free agent wire right now. And yet we have to go get a star. We have to get J.J. Watt. We have to get Russell Wilson. And we don't. There's a lot better options to at least build the defense around. I'm just asking that we give Carr a year with a somewhat decent defense. And if he doesn't work out then, if we're still sitting 8-8, eight 9-7 and eight, nine and seven then, if he's not a double-digit win quarterback after we get a top 20 defense, top 20, then fine. It's time to move on. But as of right now, I'm not officially, like, we've obviously seen what we're going to get with Carr, but we haven't seen what we're going to get with our defense. That could be a scheme thing. It could literally just be Paul Gunther running the team wrong. We don't know. So, I know, it, I know I've said this last three, four years, but if it happens, give Carr a chance. Give him a chance with a defense. If we don't have to score 30 points a game, Derek Carr can win these games. Like, Derek Carr can get you to that point. If we can win scoring 24 points a game, we're usually going to do that because that's kind of where we get even against, even in our bad games, not the terrible games, not the ones against the Falcons or last year's game against the Jets where we scored three, um, but against like, against like the Bills and the Bucks this year, we didn't, we, we got, you could argue shellacked and the scoreboard didn't really tell the entire story, but we scored about 24 points. If 30 is the threshold, like if we can consistently score 30 a game, which we can because we can work on our fucking cursed red zone offense and work on our defense, boom. There's, I mean, obviously work on your defense, that's there. And then when we stop kicking so many field goals in the red zone, um, 
we start scoring more touchdowns. And it's crazy how much those four points that we miss out on when we kick a field goal add up. And so that's my take. That is where I stand on the Raiders. Um, Get a better defense, get better in the red zone. Two goals right there. Um, Coming up in the week, I will really dive in a little more to potential free agents because I've been rattling off names and rattling off facts that there are a ton of defensive players on the free agent market. But later down the road this week, we will start to dive into reasonable acquisitions for the Raiders from the free agent market. This has been Grant Slants. Thank you for tuning in, and I will see you Wednesday. And just a little post note, if you're still here, um, going to probably start staggering these podcasts as a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and a Tuesday, Thursday for my Detroit specials, just to kind of keep the mind right. And if I go two podcasts a day, take a break, two po- uh, another two, or whatever, however I'm operating, it's going to be worse and things are going to get a little redundant. So we're going to keep things open. We're going to keep things a little more free flowing. So thank you for tuning in. I'll see you tomorrow.